do you know, I've, I've read some amazing stats about Frank Lampard, but I don't hmm. think these two stats are going to surprise anybody. OK, first of all, the entire time that Frank has managed Chelsea, they've conceded 1.5 goals every single game, for every game they've had. Yeah. And when it's even worse when it comes to away away games. They averaged two goals conceded every away game under Frank Lampard. Disgusting. Terrible. <laughs> I want to. I just want to know up, when right? people Picks are going to start seeing this. I want to know. Do you know what? People... If this was if this was Emery, he'd be getting destroyed right now. I mean, ripped apart. Because it's good old Frank, English legend. You know, man. I'm, yeah. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. He's a fraud. I'm not hearing it. <laughs> Uh, I, I, but, I mean, he beat, he beat Crystal Palace 4 0. He must be the real deal, surely, guys. Yeah, you know, more, like 200 million pounds. Look, yeah, I'm not, I know this might sound crazy. Give any one of us guys the money that he's had with Chelsea's side and we'll beat Palace. <laughs> <laughs> the money he's had is bonkers. Do you know he started already with the money? Half of that, I like getting shaped to play for the whole 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> A monumental throwdown. Yes, yes. Welcome to episode 31 of FPL Bros. And uh, we're recording a little bit later this week. It's already Friday, but how are you guys doing? Decent. Not too bad myself. Just finished yeah. watching the Villa game. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah game, not so bad. Yeah, unfortunately, we're coming out a bit too late to help people with their teams, but still, you can still take us up on our predictions. This week's episode is brought to you by ABC Beer. So that's ABC Golden Lager Beer. When we say beer, we mean ABC Golden Lager Beer. And I can tell by the silence that it's just gone, gone over, completely gone over your ghost's <laughs> head. <laughs> What is that one? I've never heard yeah, that one before. I'm not sure what we did. <laughs> Jamie, you didn't see those ABC Golden Lager beer ads when you were... No. No. Oh, okay. Never mind. It's a bit of a throwback, but uh, in Gun- <laughs> used to have these adverts <laughs> for room. Go on YouTube and look at that advert. <laughs> yeah, you should actually find the ABC Golden Lager beer adverts. You heard this it here first, guys. Take yeah. a look at this and let us know what you think of that. Is it actually legit or is he making stuff up? <laughs> oh, 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 oh my gosh. Oh, prepare to eat your words. Um, no, no, it's legit. It's legit. It's, 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 it's brewed by Ghana, Ghana Guinness Breweries. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, All it's right. called Alphabet Golden Lager Beer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was a little bit off, but. I'm pretty certain it used to be ABC. No, no, it's ABC, but that's just, they use, like, that's their logo, if you like. But the the name of the company is Alphabet. Alphabet, oh, okay, then there you go. And when we say here, we mean ABC. It's original, honestly. Okay, then. Now, I thought, thought, wow, we've got some sponsors. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We're moving on up. I love ABC uh, beer. It tastes great. (laughs) <laughs> you need to put more feeling into that sorry right? I've caught I've caught off guard they're trying to shift <laughs> units they're trying to they're trying to switch units you're all about to witness a monumental throwdown okay 
So game week five, yeah. I will start with what I got, which is yeah. uh, I got 61 points. No, I got 76 points. Oh, yeah. I got 76 points, but that's a minus four. So it's actually 72 points. Kane and Song, my captain Kane. Actually, my, my game week was actually saved by Wan Bissaka because he actually scored a screamer, didn't he, at Newcastle? And I remember for the past two or three weeks, I've been complaining about him a lot. <laughs> I was like, he's done in my team. He's going. And for eight points, but that still might just be a parting gift because I'm not sure about Man United and their clean sheets. But anyway, that, that was what I got. And um, that took me up to about a, a hundred and... 68k in the rankings so you know it's not brilliant but considering the kind of season that a lot of people are having i'll take that um what's going next i'll go next yeah i got 80 points minus four so i ended up with 76 um kane mm-hmm. captain did us well um 32 points there rash rash daddy returned for me got a bit nervous but he brought the goods in the end 15 points there and then taylor got me a clean sheet and Rodriguez got me an assist with Sterling scoring and getting me some bonus points as well. In terms of my regrets for that week, um, I did transfer out um, Werner and Adams, who hauled. So I was a bit disappointed, but, you know, it happens. And, you know, the, the two I brought in still got me points anyway. So it's not the end of the world. 80 is very respectable. Well, sorry, 76 is very respectable still, though. Big J. I got 61. Yeah. Yeah, not not the best week for me, but um yeah, I mean, it was just <laughs> it was just not great. Uh I captained Salah, I got 14 points there, and I had Sonny got me 13 and that and then I had Ings as well and Calvert-Lewin of course. Those that was pretty much it. But then surprisingly, like my one of my biggest point hauls was uh Pope who mm-hmm. kept a clean sheet in in goal. Had six saves and um, got all three bonus points. So like it was a it was a good time for him. And then to say thanks, I transferred him out this week. <laughs> oh <laughs> no! You've got to do it. Well, I mean, like I said, <laughs> I'm 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 saying goodbye to Wanda. It's it's good if you've had enough of a play, but they still do one good thing for you when you get rid of them. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. it was only it was only that when we said, oh, like let's check our last week's points. I checked it. I was like, flipping heck, he did all right, you know. He's gone now, but <laughs> he did good last week. But I, was yeah. like, Look, I just can't, I can't have it because before that it was like ones, zeros, ones, mm. twos. It was like, all right, cool, you got your eleven points, and now I'm saying bye. Although yeah. I, I got, I got, I took, I took him out, and I brought in Martinez, who like we were just saying before the pod that uh, unfortunately Bamford had a wonder game and got a hat trick against him. He still got points though, but. You know, it wasn't 11. The main but, yeah, thing so, he's, he's cheaper than Pope, though. And I, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I seriously doubt he's going to do worse than Pope. No, I don't think so. That's what I mean, long term. And I can I can invest the money somewhere else in my team. That's what I was thinking. I see. That's the logic right there. And anyway, um, I think the, the average was 60 points. So you managed one. One over the average. Yeah, it's good. You know, you, you want to be beating the average generally. It shows you yeah. you're moving in the right direction. All right, then, wonderful. As I uh, suggested in the chat, um, I thought we could just quickly, I don't know if anyone's got any thoughts of this, as far as the season goes, do we think it's too early to start talking about whipping boys or they're one or two teams who can always say, yep, I'm captaining whoever plays against them? West Brom. Yeah. Um, 
probably probably Fulham, but I'm not too I'm not too sure on Fulham yet, but definitely West Brom. Yeah, I think so too. I think West Brom are are, are definitely there. Like they're they're at the beginning of if you've been listening since uh, game week one, we were talking about it early. We were saying that all right, Fulham are definitely down at the bottom, West Brom are down at the bottom. We could say we were saying that we could predict uh, who was getting relegated, but um. I don't know, it's proving to be a little bit different because of the, the way the Premier League's shaping up and it seems anybody can beat anybody. But West Brom can't beat anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hey, James. How you doing? Yeah, we're good. We're just talking about the um, games midweek. So um, we're just talking about who are whipping boys at the moment. Ooh, I don't think they're... It's kind of Fulham, but I don't oh. think they're obviously. You think it's too early to designate a team as a whipping boy? The thing is, is that I still think West Brom have fight. I heard you say West Brom. I still think they have fight because of um, this village. I think they will beat some really good teams, to make an example of them. I think Fulham are a little bit soft, but they have the capability of beating teams every so often too. They've made some decent signings and that sort of stuff. So I just... I just don't think there are whipping boys at all. I think every team can beat every team. I personally think this is probably one of the most exciting seasons we've had in a long time. It's just such a shame that it's happening behind closed doors. Mm. Yeah, well, you might have a point with um, full, uh, sorry, with West Brom because they do have Ivanovic and he's playing for them, for example, and he's experienced. You know, he's he's he, you know, he's not new to the whole Premier League thing. He's got bags and bags of experience, so who knows? That might have a positive effect on their team and quite a few people I've seen have transferred Johnston in as well as a goalkeeper he's only 4.5 and he might get a lot of save points so uh, but that's one thing but I mean whether they're whipping boys or not I don't expect them to win many games that's for sure I just just had a look at some of the previous game weeks and I just found that you get on average four to five teams securing a clean sheet now considering you have four defenders and you most people play three it's very unlikely for you to have a back line of full clean sheets I think it is definitely worth considering getting very cheap defenders because you don't really expect to get clean sheets often and just uh, investing in the midfielders because there seem to be goals coming from mi- midfield a lot this this season what are your thoughts on that do you know what the stats were last year for clean sheets no but i definitely remember a lot more teams were getting clean sheets last year exactly i, I think it's, it's it's a different season it's a different ball game yeah uh, moment i think it's yeah, really yeah. hard to defend at the moment I, like i was listening to i was listening to a different podcast and it was they were talking about like they were saying like is it like are we are we getting are we getting too hung up on like defenses being perfect and like star defenders and things like that because it seems like it doesn't matter who you have or whatever's happening like you're gonna ship goals like goals are coming regardless it's just like damage control almost yeah you you can uh, you, you can be three no up one minute and every one of your fans thinks you know your team's coming back and then next thing you know it's free or and you're just the bottle jobs again literally oh look at Chelsea. <laughs> oh, look they, at Spurs <laughs> you could not save yourselves from mentioning names alright then no, I love so, it. You know, I think you've got a point because if you're paying 4.5 for a defender or even there's some for 4 million and there's other defenders who are 6 or 7 million and they're keeping the same amount of clean sheets then you you, you, you could save yourself like 3 or 4 million 
to to spend on beefing up your uh, your midfield. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, un- my until eyes on, my although, eyes are on Trent. <laughs> yeah. I, I still think Trent is a special case because he's a lot of the time, although he's not as far forward as Robertson um, so far this season, but he's he's still just Trent. And I, I'm going to hang in there to my detriment. We'll see what happens because not only are clean sheets hard to come by, but I think with all the unpredictability of the league, I like my creature comforts. I just look at who's shown that they could do it in the past. And that's yeah. who I just gravitate to. Because I don't want to be too clever. <laughs> I, I still have nightmares about Pepe, you know. And people <laughs> listen to last season's podcast. Trent's got started yet. I think Trent is going to have a big season. And it's just begun. I think he's going to start getting free kicks. He's going to start doing all of that. We'll see. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Yeah, and the other thing I I uh, mentioned in the group chat is that a lot of active managers uh, wildcarded last week. I'm not going to say a lot of managers generally because there's about seven million teams, and and you know uh, a lot of teams people just set, literally set their team at the beginning of the season and then they don't touch them at all. Um, but the, the active yeah. managers, you know, the ones who are in the FPL community who who talk about their teams, you know, who look at stats and all the rest of it. Um, certainly a lot of like big FPL sites and podcasters wildcard the last weekend. And I noticed that generally speaking, they were going for the same sort of four or five players. Mm-hmm. So if I remind myself on who they were, Martinez was definitely one. Son, yeah. Kane, Rodriguez, Calvert-Lewin, if they didn't already have him. And uh, who else was there? Sterling. Um, not as much. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people brought in. Uh, that's pretty much it. Well, unless I've missed anyone. And I mean, if you me. concentrate on those four or five, what, what do we think? <laughs> you know, are these... Say again. I called him last time, and he's increasingly looking like he's going to start scoring goals. Who's that? Rodriguez. Rodrigo for Leeds. Oh, okay. uh, I'm talking about the wild card template. Rodrigo mm-hmm. wasn't on there. I mean, are you saying he should have been? Yeah, I think so. What's what, what are you basing this on then? If they if people missed a trick by not putting Rodrigo in their team? No, I think that people need to start watching out for him because he's looking increasingly like he's going to score a goal. My connection is really bad right now here from Ghana. I'm not going to lie. I, I might have to come off the call soon. <laughs> he's a, a special guest appearance. He just swoops in. Drops a bomb, sweeps back out again. Okay. <laughs> we've got, we've got okay. Does anybody have anything to say, though, generally well, speaking, on, with, on these players that people seem to be picking up on their wild card? With those five. Yeah, so I think oh, Martinez, like yeah. Everybody felt Martinez. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So obviously, Martinez has been keeping the clean sheets. That's why most people have been getting him in. Kane, obviously, Getting those hat tricks, he's on penalty duties, and he had a brilliant game against United, so everyone kind of wanted to get him in. Then, with regards to Son, he's been having a brilliant time as well. So, that goes without saying. I think a lot of people are jumping on players in form currently, which isn't yeah. a bad thing to do, but I don't think that's the best way to use a wild card. Wild card is a long term strategy, in my opinion. So, you should mm-hmm. really be looking at players 
and the consistency. Like you said, you would bring in Trent because historically Trent is returning. You know he's proven. And that's what I would do if I was doing a wild card. Yes, I'd yeah. bring one or two template players who are playing, you know, having a good game. But I saw a lot of people also brought in Greenish. I would I wouldn't do that personally. Mm. <laughs> I, 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 brought in, I brought in Watkins, mm. but I wouldn't bring in Grealish on a wild card. Does that make sense? I would bring in Grealish on a free transfer, but I wouldn't use my wild card to bring in Grealish. No, I see what you mean. I mean, I've got Grealish, but I didn't use my wild card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I think with looking at the five players, not one of them surprises me. Martinez, cheap option in goal, seems to be doing pretty well, keeping clean sheets, but. The others, the other only other one, only other two I can really agree with would be Calvert Lewin and and Rodriguez, James Rodriguez, because I can see those guys being long term. I can see that yeah. continuing, like because yeah. it seems like they're playing, they're playing as part of a system. Like Aston Villa are quite well protected at the back, hence Martinez getting a lot of saves, and hence like him getting lots of points. Same with Rodriguez and DCL, like mm-hmm. they're they're the points of the attack. They've got a really mm-hmm. attacking system here. He's usually assisting Calvert Lewin, so you've got double transfer points there. If he's not assisting, he's scoring, and vice versa. You know, like that's usually how it works with that team at the moment. So I can see that, but I agree with Derek. Like Grealish, mm, it depends. Like, is he going to have a great season? I don't know. Like, is it because he's just signed this contract? We have to wait and see because I don't know. He has he hasn't shown <laughs> enough for me yet. Okay, well I'll I'll tell you why I pick Grealish. Number one, because as, as far as midfielders goes. He's not all that expensive, uh, or at least he isn't now. His price might still keep going up. But, you know, he's again, he's not a Sterling. He's not a De Bruyne. He's not a Mane. Number two, he's like the talisman in Aston Villa. A lot of stuff goes through him. Mm-hmm. He wins all the free kicks. He takes a lot of them. And then the third reason is that his run is pretty good. I was trying to remember before which tough fixture he's got coming up. And on the 7th of November, he's got Arsenal. But apart from that, like you were saying before, Jamie, Southampton, Brighton, West Ham, Newcastle, Wolves might also be tough, but then Burnley, West yeah. Brom, Crystal Palace. So that's like a run of a good eight or nine games there where you could just kind mm. of leave your team and not worry about him. Yeah. He had a shot stopped off the line today. Yeah. And I mean, if that had gone in, we'd be having a different conversation. Do you know what I mean? So it's a small margin. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's why I, I, I went for him. Guys, uh, I'm going to take off now. Um, just make sure it's sorted out as I'm here on holiday. I don't want to ruin Great. Thank you for having me. Uh, that's how we do. I know you very missed, much. You know we missed the beginning, but we, we do have a sponsor this week. Do you know who it is? Who? Our sponsor is who? ADP, Golden Lager Beer. Who? You say again? <laughs> See? I didn't hear that. <laughs> ABC, we're sponsored by ABC Golden Lager Beer. You know, ABC oh, yeah. Lager Beer. <laughs> <laughs> we should be sponsored by Club Club Beer. We'll look into that. All right, then. I think you're right. Um, the form players are definitely the Everton ones. But in terms of fixtures, the Spurs players, at least the next four are, are looking good. But I will be looking to ship them on because they are expensive. And, you know, I'm eyeing up, for example, Kane to Aguero. That's something mm. that I've got on my mind. Or I might go back to Werner. Who knows? Um, Who knows? So that's how I see it. OK. Can we have a look at some of the results from last week? Was there anything that was surprising for you guys at all? Or was it just BAU? 
<laughs> Which one do you want to start with, then? Let's start with the Liverpool, the Merseyside derby. Yeah, okay, that was I- an interesting one. That was an interesting one. I wasn't... I, I think I was surprised because Everton really gave... Like, I don't know, because we were... At the beginning, I was saying, I don't know, it can go either way kind of thing because of Everton's form and things. But I thought Liverpool would pip it. And to be honest, for all those who watch the game, they might say Liverpool actually won. <laughs> so, we should have to, like, there's still things to talk about with that game, with the VAR decision against Mane, which was so, so, so unfortunate. So, you know, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was a surprise, but it shows me that Everton are here to stay in the top, like, top six. They're not playing this season. Like they're, go- they're going up against the big guys and they're showing them what's what as well. Yeah, I think Everton played well. I think Liverpool played better than them. And obviously, yeah, that VAR decision to rule out money's goal was an atroc- atrocity. It shouldn't have stood and it, it should have been a goal. But nevertheless, I think in terms of the-, the ability of the teams, Everton are definitely showing some fight. Um, I think if they played a game, uh, especially at Anfield, they definitely wouldn't sign a chance against Liverpool. Van Dijk going off made a massive difference, especially with the aerial balls, which DCL managed to score a second goal from. But I do agree with what you're saying, that I can definitely see Everton being in the top six this season. And I think that's all because of James Rodriguez. And I think I, I, I read something in the newspapers about the Real Madrid um, board questioning Zidane's, Zidane's judgment because he let some brilliant players go already mm. um, this season. you know. Mm. And obviously, Rodriguez was one of them. The one that spurs, spurs the defender, is it um, Reguilón? Yeah, Reguilón. Yeah. yeah, and there was another player as well that's left, so it's just like... They left, yeah, let Bale go. But, yeah, um, Bale as well. When you're in charge of Real Madrid, you can't win with those people because he got them, what, three Champions Leagues on the trot and they were so unhappy with the guy that they brought in to replace him. They said, oh, come back, come on, come back. You're the greatest player you ever have and you know how to win the Champions <laughs> That's all we ever care about. Mm. And like, anyway, that's a discussion for another day. One moment. And, and I just want to, I just want to mention something, which is weird. I mean, I'm just, as we're doing this, I'm just looking at some stats on fantasy, like Premier League and things like that. And like mm-hmm. me and Derek were kind of, I feel like we were a bit harsh from Grealish because we were singing Rodriguez's praises. But Grealish and Rodriguez are on the same total points this season so far. And there's yeah. a, there's a 0.8 difference in their price. But I think I the I think the Liverpool game had a lot to do with that, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, any other results the week just gone that we're talking about? I think there's a couple more, aren't there? Yeah, there were a couple more. The Chelsea game, I didn't expect them to draw that. But yeah, it, it, it's just a shock result for me. I just expected Chelsea to have won that game, but... You know, Southampton showed what they're made of. Um, one of the shock results was obviously Villa beating Leicester. I never saw that coming. I I thought that Villa were good for it because um, Leicester in a bit a bit of a disarray at the moment. Really? Yeah, and yeah, because it, they've they've had to plug a lot of gaps in that team. Um, if if I remember correctly, I don't think Soyuncu was playing. Uh, you know, they don't have Pereira playing. They're still you know, trying to find their feet without um, Chilwell. Uh, mm. Vardy wasn't on the pitch either. So it was asking a lot of the players who were playing to do something. I mean, obviously, Villa were a little bit lucky with the goal because I think it came in, in stoppage time, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I didn't necessarily think Villa would win that one, but, I, I you know, 
uh, I, I think Leicester haven't impressed me all that much. And whereas Villa, obviously, they came off the back of a fantastic result. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. I just wanted to say, with the Chelsea-Southampton game, I knew that Southampton would give them a game. I just knew it because we've, we've been here before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, obviously, they took a tonk in last time round. I think it was off Spurs. Hasselhoff is a good manager, you know, and yeah. he has some players. And I think he just managed that game well. And you know, Lampard started already with the mind games, and he said, uh, "He said, yeah, I'm not going to win the title this season." No one, no one thought you were. What? <laughs> Maybe like... not. But if you spend 230 million pounds of Abramovich's money, you know he's going to expect the title for that. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, yeah. you've got to be in and around because look, Abramovich don't care. You forget Abramovich is Russian. English franc don't mean anything. I'll give you a season. That's what you get. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Last season you so don't have true. your transfer budget. This season it's you had your money. True. Let me see what's right. happening. Ziyech didn't come to Chelsea to not win the title. Yeah. <laughs> Werner certainly didn't come to Chelsea to not win the title. 100%. And neither did the yeah. Habits. All right. Yeah. And even though um, Thiago Silva is past it, he's not going to. He's not going to want to sit there in a non-title winning team. This is okay? true. Yeah, I'm the thing is, I th- I don't know how he's nicking it. Like because Arsenal, we bought Partey and we bought Gabriel, yeah, and people are already saying there's question marks over Arteta's head because we lost to Man City and we lost to Liverpool away. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> how how you get question mark? We were never gonna win those games. <laughs> mm. Well, generally speaking, I think they were moving in the right direction. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Shall we go on to predictions and player picks? Yeah, let's do that. Let's All do right, it. so we'll start with the predictions, and I will try and stick to the big games. Obviously, the week's already started. Uh, with I, mean, uh, I, predict, I predict a Bamford hat-trick. Just thought I'd put that one out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I, I predict a clean sheet as well. And, All right, uh, cool. Even, even though Carl Phillips is not going to play... Uh, I reckon they'll do fine without him. Please see the pizza. All right. So uh, tomorrow we've got West Ham at home to Man City. West Ham, who lost their first two games, but then won their following three games. Or, yeah, three games. And all three games, all their last three games, they scored over two, over, over three goals. Three or more goals, I should say. Sorry. I can see... West Ham losing that game, but I can see City conceding. So I'll probably go for like a four-two. Okay, I see what you mean. I th- I agree with you. I think um I think City will go there and they'll get their four goals and they'll think yeah that's it we're done. Do you know what I mean we've done the job? They're they're known to do that. They're known to get yeah. their goals and sit back and then West Ham are gonna go give it give it to them and then they're gonna nick one or two. I agree. Yeah, yeah that, that makes total sense to me. I mean West Ham or West Ham. And uh, like they're going to concede, but uh, yeah, the Man City again, it's not looking good for them. Fernandinho's out now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the defense is absolutely atrocious. Also, Antonio. When I saw that Champions League goal that they conceded, the li- player literally ran past the first player, yeah. no one stopped them. Second player, he just stuck his foot out, kind of thing, yeah. and then he just Antonio's going to have a lot of fun. Fanny yeah. was so naive. To be fair, I thought that team played really well. And that dude yeah, who had his first, his who scored for them was it? Was it yeah. Fen Ferenc Varus? 
he's really good. I like the look of him. I like the look of that guy. <laughs> kind of with his name, but he he was impressed me. All right then, Man United and Chelsea. Ooh. I guess it's going to be the game of the weekend, or at least that's how Sky Sports will sell it to us. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that game. I'm actually looking forward to it as well. <laughs> okay, I think it'll be a good game. I'm interested to see because because Man United they they feel like they've they're like God's gift on earth after they beat PSG. So it'll be interested to see how they come back. <laughs> you know, Ole Ole's in. Give him give him the contract. Tell him to put whatever number he wants on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we I saw, I saw I saw Rashford telling telling um, Mbappe if you want lessons on our score I'll give you tips. Oh no. <laughs> no oh. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, PSG game i don't think man united won it i think psg lost it 100%. i was watching that game and i was i was i was upset at the telly i was like what are you doing exactly. like this is neymar this is mbappe these are this is daddy maria these are top top players what are they doing yeah, hey. yeah. so yeah i i mean i i, I see goals I, I can't call it though I see I was win. the exact same thing i literally can't call this game and i think it actually comes down to more than just the it comes down to who shows up on that day. You know, when they say sometimes the better team on the day one, I think it's going to be one of those ones. It's not yeah. the better team that wins. It's going to be the team who shows up on that day that wins. Interestingly enough, there might not be any Greenwood for United and there's definitely not going to be any Martial. <clears throat> so that will be interesting. People are already talking about Twinzebi having to start in, in the centre of defence there. That could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chelsea, it's possibly looking like they're clicking. We haven't really seen Ziyech, though, have we, for them? No. no. They're, just, they're, just, they're not interested in defending at all. And and last season, didn't this game finish 4-0 to United? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the reason oh, well. I, I think I think United will have it, and the reason I think that is because Ole's got this weird spell over the top six sides, it seems, and he always does really well, especially at home against the top six sides. It's true. <laughs> Yes. So I don't know. I feel like I feel like they're going to be on a bit of a high. They're going to come. They're going to come to the game. Rashford's after after winning free school lunches. He's also going to score a couple goals. <laughs> yeah. It it. Listen. All I will say is this: Timo Werner and Harry Maguire. That's that's all I'm saying. Anyway. That is true. <laughs> 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 I don't right, understand that Harry's still feeling quite upset about like what happened over the summer. So you know you've got to give him a chance, let him let him grow into the game. <laughs> we'll see. Liverpool and Sheffield United. I mean, that's not really a big game, is it? I suppose so. But a lot of people will be interested in what the result will be. I'm just. Gonna I, say, I reckon Liverpool should win yeah. that. Sheffield are not Sheffield from last no. season. I know. It's just it's plain and simple. They don't have Henderson in goal, and for me that just just means that all the, all the shots they're conceding, nobody's stopping them. Um, yeah. I mean, that's not to say that Ramsdale's a bad keeper. He isn't. He's not. He's not bad. But man, it, you know, it's just not going so well for him. No. Yeah, I mean, he, he's I mean, let's... shot stopping practice. That's for sure. Got, Sheffield have got one point this season. <laughs> one. Oh my god! So, and you we've know, been destroying the Fulham and um, they're and, all on the same um, point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We've been destroying Fulham and West, West Brom, Brom, but we haven't been ripping into Sheffield. Oh well, god! Well, Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield, and Burnley total, they've got five points together. <laughs> all right, then. Um, shall we? Shall we do one more and then go on to play pitch? Yeah, yeah let's do one. Okay, Wait, then. Arsenal, Leicester. 
yeah, yeah. Let's see what happens there. What do you guys think? I'll let you go because I mean I've got bias. <laughs> I think it's going to be one nil to Arsenal. Purely, purely because Arsenal games don't seem to feature many goals, and mm. Leicester are on a slightly worse position than Arsenal at this mm. moment in time, as James would say. Mm-hmm. That, that's the only logic I'm using. Mm-hmm. Derek, I think oh, it's a tough one. Sorry, I don't know. I think I think Arsenal might just grab it. Might just. Only because Leicester defence hasn't been great recently. And the reason why the defence hasn't been too great is because they are missing that figure in the middle of Ndidi, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, that's mm-hmm. the reason why. Both teams don't have great defences, but I just do think Leicester is a bit worse than Arsenal at the moment. So, yeah, I just do, do think Arsenal have got a better have better form right now. They've got a bit more confidence. Leicester are kind of taking the L's at the moment. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I just see Arsenal kind of edging it okay. just about. Well, I mean, I agree. I also want to say, so I agree Arsenal will probably just edge it. I feel like it's going to be a tight game, a bit of a pressure cooker. And then it might be just the one goal wins and that's and whoever gets it, gets it kind of thing. And that's just the way it's going to be. But I do want to highlight just Thursday, Partey came and he made his debut and he was unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's a top, top guy. And he played a different role to what we expected. He was far further up the pitch and he was playing long, long through balls into Aubameyang. Who was running? Who was running onto them? So for five mil, keep your mm-hmm. eyes on him. I'm just saying because he was because no one plays them balls from midfield that like that he was playing from the middle of midfield straight down the throats of their defence. And oh, um, it seemed quite I interesting. That Arsenal could do with uh, at this moment in time, and if he can, if he's the man to do it, then yeah, okay, we'll keep. Also, we'll keep... one one more fact: Arsenal have only lost two home games this year. Jeez. Jeez, Le- man, Lampard's a fraud. <laughs> I'm not hearing it anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's my boy, uh, out, out of 17 odd games, 17, 18 games, they've only lost two at home. They've won all the rest and drawn two of them as well. So, yeah. brilliant form at home. Leicester, sorry, you're not you're not taking this. This is the fortress. Two, mm, Anfield yeah. part two. Anfield part two, it does sound <laughs> like that. That is actually scary. <laughs> Well, yeah, but we'll see what happens. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Um, okay yeah. then. Player picks, player picks, player picks. Who's ready to go first? I'm ready to go. Alright. Alright, first player pick for me is gonna be the guy who I've chosen to be my captain this week, Harry Kane. I just feel like he's been rested midweek, number one. So he's gonna be fresh and raring to go. Number two, not only has He's been rested midweek, but he's actually playing on Monday. So he's got an advantage over, over all the other teams who play on you know Saturday and Sunday. They've had a little bit of rest, but he's had an even longer break. So that's the second reason why uh, I'm going for him. And obviously the final reason is you know he's playing against a Burnley team who have yet to win one Premier League game this season. So I just think, yeah, goals, goals got off for, for Kane. Because Burnley's defence is not as good as it was previously. Mm. Um, they did have, a, obviously, a, a good clean sheet against West Brom last week. But prior to that, they've, you know, been conceding goals left, right, centre. So, yeah, that's that's the reason why I'm going for Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second player I'm going to go for is going to be, I think, DCL is going to have a good good game this week. Yeah. Um, 
he's he's just one of those players and I know everyone's got him but it's just like I don't know I'm still a bit like taken aback because you all remember at the start of the season I did kind of mug him off and I do really really regret my words now <laughs> but yeah I just think DCL is going to have a brilliant week this um, game this week so yeah those are the, uh, my two player picks mm-hmm. with that. no I can't argue with that yeah. those are top picks for me I am going to go for Mope from Brighton who's playing against West Brom on Monday West Brom been shipping goals and Mope's been scoring them he's been he's pesky he's up he's like he's like to, he's a fox in the box kind of player and I feel like he's gonna have some joy on Monday evening against West Brom as we just spoke about earlier West Brom are whipping boys along with Burnley and these other teams Burnley who Kane's playing against on Monday as well so yeah I can see I can see some goals in the bright uh, the Brighton West Brom game and then um my other pick would be Mohamed Salah against Sheffield who are also down at the bottom fodder as well but um yeah I feel like Salah's gonna have fun he's he's I have him captain this week so I'm hoping for the best and yeah. um yeah hopefully he gets a couple pens maybe scores a screamer like he did uh, last <laughs> week so you know something good hopefully for good things yeah yeah I, I I'm not too worried about that okay decent decent all right then yeah I'm gonna mix it up a little bit and I'm, I'm gonna go obvious and not so obvious so obvious uh, will be Mane I think he's just as good as Salah in many ways. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he doesn't have pens, but he's just looking so energetic and like a more of a complete footballer than ever before. I mean, he's, yeah. he's even helping out with the defending. And even though he doesn't take quite as many shots as Salah, his shots tend to be better quality shots. I mean, it's the same old yeah. story. I've been saying this for a while now. So that's number one. Number two... I think it's worth keeping an eye on Wilfred Zaha. And the only reason I say that is because it seems like uh, Hodgson wants to play him up front this season. So he's a midfielder playing out of position as a striker. And now he's got penalties. Milovojevic isn't starting and he generally isn't on the pitch. So Saha's winning the penalties and he's taking the penalties. So if you want to save a bit of money... And I know that Crystal Palace don't score a shed load of goals, but, you know, he's still somebody, if you've got a fifth spot, and you can stick him in there and you don't have to worry about him. Because as usual, pretty much everything good is go- that Crystal Palace do- is going to go through him. And even more yeah. so now from penalties. I did find it funny though, that somebody on Twitter, <laughs> did you see him on Twitter? No. no. Somebody on Twitter said, should I get you in my fantasy team? And he just replied, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't care. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go against the man himself and say, have a look. Definitely have a look if you if you're stuck for ideas. Okay. Well, I think we can draw things to a close there, unless there was anything else. Nope. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thanks again for taking part in the pod i know it's been a long old week and we're a little bit late today but i you know i think we've still got the goods for people so yeah i'm going to with that i think i'm going to say good night peace out guys good night from me yeah green arrows all around bye bye